welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hello, hello, hello. This is Natalina with Rise Up For You. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back if you're with us every day. Today we have Jen Sinkler, a trainer, entrepreneur, athlete, and fitness writer for a number of national magazines joining us. And she is one cool lady, let me tell you. She has been named one of Huffington Post, 20 of the best fitness experts with following on Twitter. Shape Magazine calls her one of the top 30 motivators of 2015, and Greatest calls her 15 must-read trainers rocking the web in 2013. She has been named one of the 100 most influential people in health and fitness for not only 2014, but 2015. And today, Jen is going to be talking with us about powerlifting for women and how to become unapologetically strong. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Hi, hello, how are you? Hi, good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Excellent. So, Jen, can you um, tell us about your, yourself and your professional career? Sure, absolutely. I kind of reverse engineered getting into fitness as a trainer. I was a fitness editor for about 10 years first. I went to school for professional editing. I thought I wanted to edit fiction, and I ended up at this health magazine called Experience Life instead. And I was always a jock. I played four sports in high school, and I played rugby after that. And I was, again, I was on the, the national team for about 10 years. So it was a really good fit for me to be doing, to be talking about, you know, health and fitness. And I, so I sort of naturally slotted into the, the fitness editor role, and then senior fitness editor, and then editorial director of fitness for Experience Life magazine. But as I was, you know, as I was going along, as I was a young editor, I had always, I realized that I was coming at everything from an athlete's point of view, and I didn't have a lot of information about what what people were really struggling with, especially like just getting into fitness in, in the sort of beginner stages. So I started going to all sorts of certifications and, uh, you know, fitness summits and seminars and workshops so that I could learn to teach. And it was mind blowing to me. I, I just like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a good perspective on, on, on what our audience which was much more uh, lay person, maybe up to intermediate, definitely not advanced athletes. And, and, you know, that's where a lot of us are at. So I needed to be able to learn what people really needed help with. And it was so, it, it, it changed absolutely everything about what I wanted to do with my life. So once I started getting all this information, I really wanted to be able to teach uh, both in real life and through the magazine, and through the written word. I still love writing. I'm still, I, I write a lot for my own website. I write for national magazines like Men's Health and Women's Health uh, and still experience life. But I love being in the gym and in the mix and being part of that transformation with women, especially when you start lifting weights. Like that's, that's really my home is like anything under the strength umbrella. I mean, kudos to anyone who has anything that they love doing for fitness. I, I'm never, I'm not one of those naysaying personal trainers who says like, you have to do it this way. This is the only thing that's good. 
Um, but I, I love I love teaching skills that fall under the strength umbrella. So I've got you know kettlebell certifications and body weight certifications and some barbell certifications, and I frankly love everything that goes into it. So, I mean, as you know, health and fitness is, is a huge barrier for, for many women and men. Just in general, it's a huge barrier. But particularly when it comes to women, because I'm, I'm a woman and I'd love to pick your brain, what do you notice when they're working out or what do you even notice mentally? What's that barrier that's getting in their way that's stopping them from really succeeding when it comes to their fitness? It, for a lot of women... And, and men, again, I, we, we keep saying that. <laughs> we'll just say for a lot of people, uh, it tends to be time. It tends to be prioritization, and it tends to be a case of the shoulds. It's, it's like what I said before. Like, there's a lot of messages in the fitness industry, especially, that it's like, you have to do this one thing. Like, if you do this thing, like, this is, this is the good thing, and, but if you don't do it, then you suck, or you're not going to be fit, or you're not going to look how you want to look, or you're not going to feel how you want to feel. And that's just, I think it's really bogus. I think it does a, a, a huge disservice to, to people when you, say, when you say there's one entry point. So I think that the bar- like how, how I remove the barrier to fitness is, number one, like make it a contained uh, time. Like in the gym, we've got an hour with our clients with my lift weights faster workouts. Like that's, it's sort of how I, I designed this whole, um, ebook called lift weights faster. And it's got the first, you know, the first version has 130 workouts and the second version has 180 workouts and they're all under 30 minutes and they're classified by, uh, the categories of what equipment you have. So anywhere from body weight only to a full gym and like everything in between and how much time you have as little as like five to 10 minutes all the way up to 30, because we're all busy. We're all just like absolutely being crushed by our schedules right now. And that's an issue all, you know, in and of itself, but to circumvent that we've got to make our workouts fast and effective. So that, I think that that's the main, that's probably the main barrier. The other thing that we get with women is sometimes, especially when it comes to lifting weights is we've, we still have clients coming in initially anyhow with some preconceived notions about what lifting weights will do for you and what it will not do for you. And the truth is it will do so many things for you. It will, you know, make you lean and mean and, uh, you know, fit in so many ways. And, and, you know, we get women who come in and say they want to lose weight and like lifting weights will help with that too. And it's just like the information isn't out on a broader spectrum yet. I think it's getting there. And I think that I, I I've been absolutely loving the trend toward women and weights. I think in large part, honestly, we have CrossFit to thank for that. Like that's been, they've been disassembling those barriers between women and weights. And I appreciate them for that. Yeah. I was just talking um, to Tony Gentlecore about this and the concept Mm -hmm. of strength training with women, because I'm, I was one of those people and I I didn't, I didn't make that transition mentally until about a couple of months ago. But I, I mean, I've had a trainer for about two and a half years now and I've always always been like, I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to be a WWF star. <laughs> I just want to lose weight. But, it, but it's so true. It, it helps you burn fat, you know, fat faster and keeps your energy going. And, and again, I was one of those people that absolutely did not want to do that. So for all of those people that are out there that still have that stigma, can you give us, can you just give us a little bit more of a why strength training is important and can benefit you? It changes your bone density. It changes your musculature. It changes your hormones. It changes your, so in in turn, it changes your moods. It is a life altering experience. And I will straight to the point. I will say this. 
No one has ever, ever, ever in the history of time accidentally become a bodybuilder. What goes into the, <laughs> that's you know, right? It, it just it, 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 it cannot happen by accident. Uh, that the women who do that have to work so so hard for every bit of that muscle and eat in a very particular way, and they're lifting in a very particular way, and. Their, their sole purpose is hypertrophy of muscle. And, and it's just not, it's not something that comes easily or uh, definitely not by accident. So like, my best advice is try it. Like, why don't you try it? See what happens. Everything is reversible, right? So if you're not happy with, with, with how you feel and, and what your body is capable of right now, like try lifting weights and what's the worst that can happen? You know, there, I know that there's some some concern often in the beginning, like, oh, I might get hurt. If you're working with a trainer who is using progressive overload, starting where you're at right now and working up very gradually, like, that's not an issue either. And, in fact, you can, your body can feel better than it feels right now. It's not, it's not you know, there are all these preconceived notions about it being hard on your joints and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, this is something that, you, you know, can actually uh, deload joints because your muscles are able to help more. Especially in the, like, I, I, what pops to mind for me is knee joints. Like, people are like, ah, oh, my knees hurt, my knees hurt. If you strengthen the musculature around the knees, like, your knees will actually hurt less. Chances right, are. Right, And I, I'm, I've only been doing it for a few, few months, but um, I, I love it. Like, and I get yeah. so excited when I look in the mirror and I see, like, the little shreds, like, in my shoulder. And, like, yeah. the little, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's working. So exciting, isn't it? and, and what I love about lifting weights is that these personality transformations happen. It's, like, women who go from going, like, oh, I don't want any muscle, I don't want any muscle. They're always the one who, a few months later, are flexing in every picture. Oh, Yeah. I do it too. I don't take pictures, but I definitely do it in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, because it becomes like, because you know how hard you had to work for it, right? So it's this proof of this discipline and this hard work that you've put into it. And these are your rewards. Right. So you mentioned um, before we started the interview, you were, you were talking about this new idea that you're, that you're um, branding called unapologetically strong. Tell me what that means a little bit more. Oh, I would love to. I when I left the magazine, it was the, you know, the very first day of 2013. And I was just kind of like, I guess I I couldn't come up with a URL that really spoke to me. So I just grabbed my name, jensinclair.com, but I never really wanted it to be about me. Like, I don't want to, like, I, I am still at heart an editor and I want to uh, provide a range of voices and, and a broad spectrum of information under the, all under the strength umbrella. And so I wrote this blog post after working out with one of my training partners one day, we were doing sprints. We were doing hill sprints. And I wrote the, the blog post is called Unapologetically Strong, too, which is a hard word to say. <laughs> I've had to practice unapologetically strong. Anyway, we're doing hill sprints. And we race to the top of the hill. It's our first time that we've ever done this together. This is several years ago now. We get to the top, and she's like, uh, wow, you're fast. And I, and I was just like, thanks. I, you know, I am. Like, I worked really hard for that. I played, you know, uh, national level rugby and and like this is that was part of the position I played and like it's not it's not bragging but I was acknowledging like the like it's sort of it's it's sort of a fact of my life like yes I'm pretty quick and she laughed so hard because it was so unusual for her (laughs) at that time for some for a woman to just be like you know yeah thank you Instead of being like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm like, oh, I'm much slower than I used to be. Or, you know, like, you know how we just have this tendency to downplay. What yeah, we're absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's bogus too. Like, let's not downplay that. Let's, let's 
let's own that. There's this comedian. I, her name is Louisa. Shoot, I can't remember her last name right now. I think she's. I think she's British. I just listened to. She's got a. She's got a, a sketch on the thigh gap, and she's like, you know, makes this joke about how you know wouldn't you touch each other if you're that close to my vagina, which I thought was funny, but also. Uh, she was talking about how we, as women, need to upgrade ourselves. She's like, well, what would Beyonce do? If you said, like, oh, you know, like, I like your dress, she'd be like, you know what? Upgrade yourselves. Like, yes, this dress looked like crap on the hanger. Look at it on me. Like, it looks great. Right, absolutely. And you know what? I understand where you're coming from because I'm actually a, a performer first. I started singing. And, uh-huh. uh, and people ask me, they're like, well, are you good? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And they laugh at me and I'm like, listen, yeah. I've spent like years and yeah. years practicing at like from, you know, five o'clock to one, two, one, two a.m. in the morning. So like I could say that, yes, I am because I worked really hard at it. <laughs> yeah. You're, I, and can I just say that your voice is beautiful? I love talking oh, to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> But yeah, that, that concept is very funny that women do tend to downplay and, you know, oh no, we're not, no, no, thank you. Or, or, yeah, oh no. wow, really? Thanks. But yeah, uh, you're right. Thing, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to own that blog post. Um, and I've actually parlayed that into both shirts and I'm going to rebrand as unapologetically strong.com and uh, you know, jensinclair.com will still redirect there, but I want to talk more about being unapologetically strong and all of the facets that go into that. I love that. So Jen, I have a couple questions when it comes to health and I'm going to use myself as an example because I know myself the best. Okay. I, I work out quite a bit. I work out like six days, six to seven days a week. I do something called transformation camp and it's like circuit training with weights and whatnot. Yeah. Great. Um, and I, I feel good about working out, but I still never see the results that I really want And I don't know if it's because I'm letting my food sabotage me. So like I'm working out, I'm doing great. I get on, I get a good workout. Well, I think I'm getting a good workout for my body, but I still, I would like to see more weight drop and I would like to see my body tone even more. And I'm one of those fit bottomed girls. Like I have a big butt and whatnot, but I still can't, um, I can't, I don't see much of that change physically. And I don't know if it's because of the food that I'm eating and I sabotage myself by, you know. I don't know, eating a small Snickers or whatnot. So I don't know. What, what do you think is, is the issue with my... Do you think I'm stagnant? Have I reached a place with my body where maybe I need to up my workout to a different level? I know it's hard because you're not here and you can't see me, but just from what I'm saying, what would you think? Right. Everybody, I mean, every, absolutely everybody has their different path and has their different factors uh, that you combine in different ways to get the result that you're looking for. Now, offhand, so, you know, speaking broadly, again, like not, not having worked with you, um, a couple things. Number one, are you using progressive weights? Like, are you giving yourself a promotion when you deserve it? Like, or are you just performing the reps with, you know, the same lightweight over and over and over, um, month in and month out? Because we need to give ourselves promotions. When it comes to fitness, our bodies are so smart. They adapt very easily and in, in, in over time. So you have to, and this, this applies to car, both cardio and resistance training. You've got to, you know, go faster or go heavier or go longer. And so you've got to play with those factors. And so give yourself a promotion when you deserve it. And like, and that's not to say you're not pushing through uh, pain. You're not pushing through uh, bad form, nothing like that, but you do have to increase, uh, a number like any of the three of those factors as you go. Okay. That's one thing. And here's the other. 
it's very, very often nutrition that is the culprit for, uh, if you're looking specifically for physique changes and for body fat loss, uh, it's, I mean, some people are ballparking like that nutrition as being 80 to 90% of the equation. And then exercise helps you build this muscle that once you shed, well, once you shed fat, then you can see this beautiful muscle. Makes sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And definitely I can recognize that's the problem. It's not that I eat a lot, but I think um, it's just not working with what I am eating or when I'm eating or maybe the inconsistency of when I'm eating. Because, you know, we get busy and then we just kind of throw whatever we want in our mouth. (laughs) Like we don't really think about it. (laughs) Yeah, nutrient density is a big thing. Like you want to make sure that you are fueling your body, fueling your training, nourishing yourself. Uh, so that, that matters. It's like what, what the types of food that you're eating does matter. Like making sure that you do fuel your workouts and eating around your workouts. Also important if you're, you know, if you're kind of pinging back and forth and this happens a lot and I'm not saying this happens with you, but it happens like you get really hungry and then you like eat whatever's in front of you and then you let yourself get really hungry again. You eat whatever's in front of you. And, and it may be that the net calories, like they don't, it seems like, Oh, I was hungry so many times today, but the net calories may be greater than your maintenance or it may just be too maintenance rather than in a slight deficit, which if you are trying to lose weight, you have to be in a slight deficit. Uh, and, Again, like that's not a long like that, that's not like the long term plan. Like I'm always going to eat less and less and less and less. Like that sets us up for a whole other, you know, problem. And and I'm not going to you know proclaim to be a, a, a nutrition expert. I really like talking about lifting weights and right. <laughs> those are the broad strokes of what we're talking about. I love that. Okay, so I just have a couple more questions that I normally round off the interview with. I wanted to know what's one thing that you're extremely accomplished um, that that you have accomplished that you're proud of that many people might not know about. People are always surprised when I admit how terrified I am of public speaking. It's something that I do a lot of now. And I just recently gave this speech in Minneapolis called Embrace Your Bigness uh, to a group of 300 women uh, at a local ad agency. And I was trembling so hard getting through this. It was basically like a TED, TED Talk style thing, like right. a five-minute, five you know, super quick Um but I was so proud of myself for having got gotten through it. It was on video. It's like it's on the internet. So I published a transcript because I was just like, that was, it's very, I'm really good at teaching people skills. Like if it's a workshop that like, I'm not, I'm not ever afraid to be like, all right, we're going to, you know, learn the kettlebell swing. We're going to learn the kettlebell clean. We're going to, you know, learn how to squat today. Like I love teaching groups that, but when it's a speech and can you hear the air quotes around that? Yeah. Yeah. It's really scary to me, and I, I was very excited about how Embrace Your Bigness went. Well, I mean, you sound like a great speaker. Like, your voice and your energy is just, it's very captivating. So I'm, I'm sure you did phenomenal with your, with your speech. I mean, I'm all admitted I read it off the cards, but... <laughs> <laughs> that works, too. <laughs> I just, because I, I'm still more of a writer. Like, I still, like, thank you, by the way. That was a nice compliment. I'm super passionate about what I do. It's whenever there's memorization involved, I get really scared. Right. Yeah, totally. I understand. So what's one thing that you do consistently um, that helps you get a positive rise in your life? Like, is there a routine or something that you do right when you wake up? Can I answer this question more broadly? Yes. It's something that I think is probably the best thing that I do. Um, I try to create teams everywhere I go and everywhere and, and, and anything I touch. 
Like I see teams of women, like I want us to be on the same page and on the same team and rate or right, you know, raising each other up. Like I want to support each other and I want to be enthusiastic about it and like absolutely cheer each other on. And I think that that has been underdone to a point up to this, up to this point. And like, I, I hear, you know, I hear people talking about like, Oh, women are catty. I'm like, that is not a part of my life. Like that isn't, that's not my experience at all. And I'm always like, it is, but they, we are really, because I see teams and I, and I work to create really healthy teams in whatever project I'm working on. I love that. That's so important. And that's something that I obviously with the podcast and with rise up for you, that's what we're trying to also help implement, you know, not only nationally, but globally is to get more women to, to think along that line that we don't have to be threatened by each other. We can embrace each other, learn from each other, you know, admire each other. That's totally okay. Yeah. My friend, Erin Brown, who's a genius and would be so good on your podcast if you have not reached out to her yet. Okay. Thank you. She talks about leading like women. And I think that that's what that means. I think that's what that entails to me is like raising each other up. Like that's leading like women. Right. And not having the scarcity mindset, but rather being you know, inundated with abundance because whatever you give, you get back tenfold. Right. Absolutely. Well, Jen, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I, I loved the interview that we've had and I really appreciate you sharing in all your knowledge and everything. I, is there any last message that you have for any of our listeners? Uh, yes, I would say to reiterate, don't apologize for your strengths. I feel like so many women are shared, are kind of scared to shine and that's a function of their environment. So I would say surround yourself with like, with people who will embrace your shine. I really believe wholeheartedly in that Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So I think that's really important to be choosy about who those people are. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you wish to stay connected with Jen, you can check her out at www.jensinkler.com. You can also follow her on Twitter at Jen Sinkler. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and check out our website at www.riseupforyou.com. We'll see you next time. Rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.